On today's Blue Bay Insights, Head of Emerging Markets, Polina Kurdiavko, speaks with Institutional Portfolio Manager, Claudio de Gamma-Rose. Over the past weekend, the Ecuadorian government reached an agreement in principle with a major group of private bondholders, which included Blue Bay. How does this negotiation compare with previous restructuring talks that you have been involved in? There are three differentiating factors to Ecuador restructurings compared to our previous experience. Firstly, the speed of the restructuring. Within a couple of months of facing challenges, the government has reached an agreement in principle with the majority of the bondholders. And actually, the period of negotiations was less than two weeks. Historically, the restructurings have taken a a fair bit longer than that. So that is a positive outcome. Secondly, the goodwill in conducting negotiations. Both the government of Ecuador and the bondholders were determined to find a friendly solution to the liquidity challenges that the country is facing. Um, In particular, it was important to stress the role of the ex-finance minister of Mexico who was advising the Ecuadorian government and took a very friendly stance in the negotiations, which led to quite a quick resolution um, during the restricted period and a deal uh, being shown to bondholders earlier this week. And thirdly, I would say comparing Ecuadorian restructuring to restructurings that we've seen both across a corporate and sovereign universe in emerging markets, um, the Ecuador restructuring would be a good example of a liquidity-driven debt reprofiling, which can be achieved in a relatively short space of time. Also remember that um, liquidity during the restructuring period is also an important parameter. And for sovereign bonds that do not leave the indices and have large debt outstanding, that liquidity is not impaired as part of the restructuring process. Second question is in two parts. Firstly, do you expect the sovereign debt reprofiling theme to be one of your key focus areas for the rest of the year? And part B, what other countries will be talking to creditors and how significant is Ecuador's precedent for other negotiations? Ecuador has set an important precedent for the rest of emerging market sovereign debt. A number of EM countries today are in the process of reprofiling their debt. Lebanon, Argentina, Zambia, to name a few. But risks also exist with other emerging markets countries over the next 12 months. In particular, we hope that the countries like Argentina, um, that still have not managed to reach an agreement with the bondholders, will take Ecuador experience on board. Issuing a unilateral proposal without a productive engagement is a risky strategy, and we would hope a lot more countries would follow the Ecuadorian example. Most important factor in reaching a successful restructuring is to ensure that it is done at high recovery values and in a short period of time. The Ecuadorian example demonstrates that the country has reached above the average recovery based on the uh, proposed exit yields and has taken a relatively short period of time. So we would consider it a successful debt reprofiling if the bondholders were to embrace that proposal. Of course, later down the line, it's up to the country 
to deliver on its reform agenda in order to drive the performance of the bonds going forward. Next question is turning to the main theme of this year in terms of COVID-19 and lockdowns. How has the easing of lockdown restrictions impacted economic activity in various emerging market countries? So far, I would say we've been pleasantly surprised by the speed of the recovery. If we think about countries like China, I'm sure bondholders by now were expecting a recovery. And in general, we would have expected a recovery back to the previous year's level in sectors such as real estate. But even there, we saw some companies delivering between 25 to 50% year-year increase in the sales volume since the beginning of the year. However, another example which um, took us by surprise has been Brazil. If you look at the latest data for Brazil cement production, actually, year-to-date Brazil cement production is fully recovered compared to last year, including the impact of coronavirus. And we feel that um, in some cases, optimistic recovery is more driven by the correction that the country took few years down the line when affected by, in case of Brazil, Lava Jato and oil prices. Now we're seeing the business activity normalizing, which is helping the overall numbers. So far, this calendar year has been very atypical in many aspects. Do you expect any of the normal summer seasonality trends in terms of liquidity and asset price volatility to apply this time around? I think that coming into autumn, we'll be faced with a number of uncertainties, including U.S. elections, the potential removal of subsidies, the second wave of coronavirus. This could provide volatility for risk assets in emerging markets. However, we are confident that we are unlikely to reach the levels of volatility seen in March of 2020, given that a lot of countries have taken the steps in the right direction to address the coronavirus downsides and provide support for the corporate sector. And lastly, can you comment on the opportunities you're seeing on the more illiquid side of the EM investment universe? We've observed that some of the banks started to de-risk their portfolios and having provisioned for certain sectors in the first quarter, have now started to sell that exposure to the market in the second quarter. Yet the dedicated pool of buyers is significantly smaller in emerging markets than it is in developed world. Roughly, it's 10 times less potential capital available for this opportunity in EM versus developed markets, which means that the returns that we're seeing in illiquid space are still in double-digit territory compared to liquid space where the yields have converged back to 4 to 6% level. And that's why we find those opportunities attractive. In fact, giving some examples, we've seen loans coming out of corporates where the bonds are trading already in single digits, digit yields, those loans are being offered at double digit yields. That to us presents an interesting opportunity. This podcast is issued in the United Kingdom by Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, which is authorised and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority, registered with the US Securities and Exchange Commission and the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission, and is a member of the National Futures Association. 
This podcast may also be issued in the United States by Blue Bay Asset Management LLC, which is registered with the SEC and the NFA. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Unless otherwise stated, all data has been sourced by Blue Bay. To the best of Blue Bay's knowledge and belief, this podcast is true and accurate at the date hereof. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. This podcast is intended for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the FCA only and should not be relied upon by any other category of customer. Except where agreed explicitly in writing, Blue Bay does not provide investment or other advice and nothing in this podcast constitutes any advice nor should be interpreted as such. No Blue Bay fund will be offered except for suitant and subject to the offering memorandum and subscription materials. The offering materials. If there is an inconsistency between this podcast and the offering materials for the Blue Bay Fund, the provisions in the offering materials shall prevail. You should read the offering materials carefully before investing in any Blue Bay Fund. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction and is for information purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay Asset Management, LLP. Copyright 2020, Blue Bay. The investment manager, advisor and global distributor of the Blue Bay Funds is a wholly owned subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada and the Blue Bay Funds may be considered to be related and or connected issuers to Royal Bank of Canada and its other affiliates. Registered trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. RBC Global Asset Management is a trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, registered office, 77 Grosvenor Street, London, W1K3JR, partnership registered in England and Wales, number OC370085. The term partner refers to a member of the LLP or a Blue Bay employee with equivalent standing. Details of membership of the Blue Bay Group and further important terms which this message is subject to can be obtained at www.bluebay.com. All rights reserved.